Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and with me, like always, is James. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good here. Uh, go jump into a couple sponsors here. Uh, first off, we're brought to you by TCG Player. You can click our affiliate link on our website, mtgplace.net. Uh, secondly, uh, we are sponsored by Zencaster, which is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio-quality audio and video without needing all the technical know-how. It records each guest locally, then uploads the crystal clear audio and video right into the suite so you have high quality raw materials to work with. Uh, we have a discount code for 30% off if you want to try premium, and it's zen.ai slash the MTG place. Uh, if you use that code, it helps us out, so thank you. Um, and lastly, we have a Patreon. Um, if you sign up between now and the end of the year, we're going to give out some uh, signed cards basic lands probably um we'll mail them to you uh, and that that we appreciate that if you sign up because that supports us a lot yep definitely it's very helpful for all of us that we do all right so we got a episode of craziness brothers war is coming here uh but before we do that we got some magic news so uh the first thing is some welcome news for free to play players in arena so uh, are you a free-to-play player in arena oh very much so <laughs> i mean i buy some stuff but it's nice to not have to spend a lot of money so, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so they now changed it so you can buy basically multiple more than one pack at a time with gold so you can buy like 40 packs for forty thousand gold or whatever it still comes up to the 1000 gold per pack but what they have now is every eight packs you open I think it's eight, maybe it's 10, 10, eight to 10 packs. I think it's 10 packs. Uh, you open, you get a golden pack meter. And when you open this golden pack meet, pack, you get uh, cards that you receive a card that you don't already have in your set. Um, That's nice. Yeah. And so it, it, once you have all four copies of all cards from that rarity, it's replaced by gems. But if you open a card, you would own it switches to a different copy. Um. And it's one in eight chance that it'll be uh, a mythic, which is nice. And the opening of those packs counts mm-hmm. towards your wild card progress bar, but you can't get wild cards in those packs. You only get cards that you don't already have, which is nice. Um, yeah. So you can build your collection faster. Um, so someone did the math on Reddit, and it ends up being roughly the same now because, like, uh, if you were a 50% drafter, you could basically do unlimited drafts, right? If you have 50% win rate, because you can just loop drafts by winning and you get about as many gems as you spent. Mm-hmm. So you could yeah. uh, loop drafts. Well, now, if you're not going to draft, you can just spend all your gold on packs. And with this gold pack added to it, it now adds up to after you buy like 80 packs, it ends up being the same drop rate. Uh, for rares and wild cards. So you'll build your collection at the same pace. So if you're not going to draft, you can now just right, which packs. I'm personal. I mean, drafting's fine, sure, but like it's not something I want to do all the time though, you know. And I'm not huge on drafting. Like, like you're you're way more of a drafter than me. So uh that's kind of your thing. <laughs> yeah, that's all I do is draft. I draft all the time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's it's nice to see the kind of incentivizing uh, using like your gold or whatever to buy packs, especially if you're not 
going to draft or, you know, going to like participate in the other events that they have um, that you would otherwise use it for. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a nice change that you can now do that. Uh, especially since like Hearthstone kind of switched, you almost have to pay for it now. Yeah. Uh, Hearthstone basically did a 180, which is really stupid. Uh, they basically made it so um, um, you can't do anything with gold now, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Magic is now like, guess what? You can do more stuff with gold. So you don't necessarily yeah, need that's, gems and you can that's be free good. to play. That's very so good. So hopefully, you uh, draw more players. All right, so moving into Brothers War here, um, what's in a Brothers War pack is probably what we should cover here. So in every pack, you will get, boy, they love to, at least one rare mythic. This is set boosters, okay? A one retro artifact card, a traditional foil card, Um, two wild cards of any rarity. This can be a Brothers War Commander card, Jumpstart Booster Rares, the Transformers cards, or more retro artifacts, or retro um, framed, like, commons and uncommons. Uh, Six commons and uncommons total between the two. A basic land or a mech basic land, an art card, and a a chance for the... It says one card from the list... A token or helper card so it's a possibility you could get a list card too yeah um draft cards you're gonna get a rare draft packs you can get rare mythic uh you're gonna get a retro artifact a basic land or a mech land and 10 commons and three uncommons and collectors boosters you're gonna get a foil card two non-foil cards an addition these are though of the retro or alt frame uh, one additional foil one Transformers card, one traditional foil rare mythic, a non-foil borderless or extended art rare mythic, one non-foil extended art commander card, one traditional land, two foil and commons, four foil commons, and a double-sided foil token. That's pretty sick. Yeah, and then there's two commander decks. Um, every commander deck will have a sand collector's booster sample pack that comes with one rare or mythic and one foil uncommon retro artifact. Um, the pre-release packs will be the six packs and a promo foil, like always. Uh, Jumpstart Brothers War packs will have, it looks like two different decks, themes for each color. And I think they said if you buy a bundle, you're guaranteed to get a Transformers card that's non-foil. Yes, you are. Yeah. So if you buy a bundle, you at least will get one of the Transformer cards, and then you could get one of the packs too, which is nice. Pretty cool. There's a lot going on here, it looks like. Yeah, so lots of cool cards you can open with Brothers War. Uh, Definitely going to be sweet. The... um... Old bordered uh, ones are pretty cool looking, like the worm coil that they show, you know, as a, the example. Um, yep. Looks pretty sick, like from when we first started playing Magic, basically, because that's how all cards looked back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's fun to see. Um, and then there's also like the stained glass ones, I believe, and there's like some other ones like that too that you can get as well. 
um, which are all very cool. Yeah, lots of cool artwork. This set, there's lots of cool stuff you can open. Uh, seems like it's going to be a sweet set. Yeah. Um, these lands are really cool, too. Like these, like, mech lands or whatever they're called. Uh, yeah, mech basic lands. Like, those are yep. those are sick. They're, and they're, of course, full art, which I'm and, very much uh, a fan of that. Semi-spoiler, we didn't get Elish Norn in this set yet, so she's going to be in the, one of the next ones. <sighs> I want Elish Norn, man. We did get there is there is a different Praetor in here though, not one of the main five, but there is another oh. Praetor in here, which is a new one, which is kind of cool. Um, that's cool. So before we jump into doing the main set card review, uh, we're going to talk about some of the mechanics. Yeah, there's uh, some so new we, stuff. It appears. Yeah, so the first one is prototype. Uh, so what prototype is is. There's basically like two versions of the card. You can cast it for its prototype cost, and it's like a smaller creature. So like uh, the example they give us Frixian Flesh Gorger, it's like three for a 3-3, three, three, or you could pay seven for a 5-5. Five, five, and it still has menace life, like ward pay life equal to its power. So like that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, the other yeah, so thing it, is, keep, it keeps the keywords, yes. Yeah, so it's just the power and toughness changes. Yep. Okay. So that's, um, that's pretty good. Yep. And then there's a new type of artifact called Power Stones, which is a artifact with tap at a mana. This mana can spe- be, can't be spent to cast non-artifact spells. So it's colorless mana yeah. you can only cast on artifacts. Um, and then returning mechanics are Unearth. That's back. Yeah. Old school from Alara. It's pretty yeah. cool to see. And Meld is back from yeah. one of the Eldrazi sets, whatever one that was. I can't remember. Uh, that was <laughs> around that time, too, though, I think. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I haven't seen get, it in a while. <laughs> get the two cards, or if you have them both up, they flip over and they make one big card. One huge card you just slam on the field. <laughs> yeah. And then Transformers have their own keywords, too, but they're just... Transformer names for other keywords, basically. Yeah. And these cards look pretty cool. This Urza Planeswalker is is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, we'll read that when we get well, to it, too. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah, he's he's cool, though. Um, definitely a lot going on. Um, a lot to talk about. So uh, shall we get into it? <laughs> Yeah, so again, we're going to talk about the main set only in this episode. Uh, we're going to talk about just the rares and mythics, not the commons or uncommons. Um, and yeah. we're going to go in Wooberg order. Yep. Uh, we'll be in alphabetical, starting with white, uh, going through to green, multi-artifacts, and then lands at the end. Um, so our first card in uh, our review set here is In the Trenches. Uh, it is one white white for an enchantment. Uh, creatures you control get plus one plus one. And then if you pay five and a white, exile target non-land permanent you don't control until in the trenches leaves the battlefield. Activate only as a sorcery and only once. So three mana anthem is is good. Yep, that's fine. Late game pay six to Exile something? Exile like something. something you don't want, basically. That seems a little... Is O-Rings like, what, three? It's yeah, I think I think it's me, a medium card. Yeah. Like, the fact that both abilities are on one, this is going to be a house and draft, right? It's going to be oh, a yeah. draft. But 
in like a, a constructed format, I feel like it would be if it didn't have the activate only once and activate only as a sorcery, it'd be much better. Yeah. Or if the mana cost wasn't so high. Um, right. Because, yeah, it's definitely limited because of that. Uh, next up, we got Kayla's Command. It is one white, white, so three mana for a sorcery that has choose two. Create a 2 2 colorless construct artifact creature token. Put a plus one plus one counter on a creature you control. It gains double strike until end of turn. Search your library for a basic planes card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. You gain two life and scry two. Uh, wow, that that's those are some good choices. I mean, for um, three three mana for that is three. Good. Like these are you know basically going off of the old commands from the what was that like? It was a was commander set. Edition. It's a commander I set. I can't remember what those are from. Or cryptic <laughs> commanders that was older. But. Yeah, like those. Yeah. Um. Yeah, three for yeah. Getting land is good. Getting plus and getting double strike is good. Um, scrying two is fine, and I mean, gaining life's whatever. But I mean, White likes to do that, so you know. Yeah. So if you're playing this on turn three, you're probably choosing get a land and make a two two. Yeah, probably. Um, if it's pretty, late game, then you might do the other modes. Yeah. Like it's pretty strike. good tempo play for sure for three mana. So on turn three, um, yeah. It uh, looks like a good card. And it does what you sure. want it to do, right? Like, it replaces itself yeah. with the land and gets you something. So, it's value. Yep, it's value city. That's what we like to see. And really well-priced. Um, Next up, we have Kayla's uh, Reconstruction. Uh, it costs X, white, white, white. So, three whites and an X for a sorcery. Look at the top seven cards of your library. Put up to X artifact and or creature cards with mana value three or less from among them onto the battlefield, but the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Okay. So you look at seven and put X onto the battlefield. Yep. They have to be mana value three or less though. Yeah, but you can build uh, your deck around that. Yeah, this is, yeah. I mean, which is fine for like Things like mana rocks, stuff like that. Those are usually around that price. So if you pay four for one three mana card, you're losing mana. If you pay five for two three mana cards, you're gaining mana. If you pay six for three, you're getting a huge amount, like a free card. Yeah. So I think the more you pump into X, the better this becomes. But you also have to hit it. So you want to be playing in a deck with a lot of three or less artifacts in it. Yeah, this is this is good for like an artifact deck or even just a deck that has a lot of like equipment or something like that in it, or mana rocks or you know something like that. Seems playable. I think we'll see it. I think so too. In the right deck. Uh, next up, we got Lauren of the Third Path, two and a white for a two-one legendary creature, human artificer with vigilance. When it enters the battlefield. Destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment and has and it has tap you and target opponent each draw a card. That seems really good, right? Interesting, yeah, that does. So like it's basically a 
Reclamation Sage yep. with Vigilance and two less toughness, but also can tap draw cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's just good. I mean, yeah, you have to give your opponent one, but I mean, white cards are hard to come <laughs> Usually, like in that scenario, you're going to be getting something better than your opponent does. Right. Or you, and you're probably going to activate it on their end step so they can't use the card for a whole turn rotation anyway. Exactly. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty nice, nice little card there. Uh, next up, we got Mirel, Shield of Argive, or Argive. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it is three and a white for a three, four legendary human soldier creature. During your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. When and whenever Mural shield of Argive attacks, create X one, one colorless soldier artifact creature tokens where X is the number of soldiers you control. So this yes. is quite a baby generator here. Yeah, this is there's consideration people have been talking about about possibly seeing this being played in modern in death and taxes. Oh, um, for sure. Because of the fact that A, it shut it does the hate bear thing where it shuts off them being able to play stuff on your turn. Yeah. And B, when it attacks, you're gonna make tokens, which is gonna make your board bigger too, which gives you more stuff to equip your equipment to. Yeah, and and honestly that's one thing that Death and Taxes doesn't really have is a lot of board presence. It usually relies on the equipments and the vial to get the stuff out. Um, So, yeah, that would be quite the card. (laughs) Yeah, the only downside is it costs four, but. Yep. Usually it it likes the three or less. might be like a one of in there or something. Yeah. I mean, there's decks that play Jailer and whatnot, and that costs four. So, I mean, it, it, it can be played. It's just harder to cast. Next up, we got Rescue Retriever. It's three white-white for a 3-3 dog soldier with Flash. When it enters the battlefield, you put a plus one swing counter on each other soldier you control and prevent all damage that would be dealt to other attacking soldiers you control. So this is just like soldier tribal commander deck, these last couple yeah. of cards here. <laughs> they really are. That's That's pretty good. I mean, it does cost five, but... It's still really good, because like you could play this as an instant speed, buff all of your soldiers and any damage that's dealt to them. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. So very... You can do it in response to them blocking. So. Yeah, that's very good. That is. Yeah, and, and since it has flash, yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh, you choose your blocks? Okay, now none of my soldiers are going to get damaged yeah. and they're all going to get buffed. <laughs> and you're, hopefully your stuff dies now. Yeah. Or just doesn't deal damage. Uh, next up, we got Siege Veteran. Uh, it is two and a white for a two-two human soldier creature. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. Whenever another non-token soldier you control dies, create a one-one colorless soldier artifact creature token. That seems pretty good too for soldiers. Okay, so the first part is the beginning of combat. You put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control. So there is a card in one of the sets, I think, that just ro- might have just rotated. That was two mana for a 2-2 that did just that top effect. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of the best white weenie cards around. Right. And they had to nerf it in alchemy because it was so good. Well, now, you get for one more mana, you get that effect. 
Plus, and if any of your soldiers die, you get another soldier to replace it. That you can then start yeah. stacking one ones onto. That seems really good. It seems really good. Like so, I feel like white soldiers in standard is going to be insane right now. Yeah. Well, and there was like some white weenie stuff, like from like some of the other sets we did. I feel like that were really good. Yeah, and like in Dominaria, there's a soldier lord with no other soldiers in the set, basically. Right. So, well, <laughs> so like that card will be in the deck. Right? <laughs> here you go. Now you have soldiers in this set to go with. Yeah, this is yeah, this is definitely looking like a very much to, going to be a deck that you will see. I think because there's just so much synergy that this is giving it. Oh, is it me? Sorry. <laughs> I think so. Uh, uh, next up is a Soul Partition. Um, it is one and a white for a instant. Exile target non-land permanent for as long as that card remains exiled. Its owner may play it. A spell cast by an opponent this way costs two more to cast. So you're just exiling something from the board and then they can yeah, recast it but they have to pay two more it's kind of rude that is rude <laughs> it's kind of like a bounce spell but you have to count cast two more pay two more yeah it's kind of that's funny. annoying yeah <laughs> that's playable it's pretty good yeah it, 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 that can be really good in the right scenario especially like very very tempo this is like a very you know tempo based play uh but yeah which can be very powerful just really put your uh, opponent behind. Uh, next up, we got Tocassius's Welcome. It's two and a white for an enchantment. Whenever one or more creatures with mana value three or less enter the battlefield under your control, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. More white card draw for three or yep. less matters. Very good. And that's already like a commander deck where you build the whole deck that costs three or less. Yeah, you know, with Luris or something. So it's a theme already. It's, not, it's another not hard to do at all. Another card you're going to put in that deck. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, uh, like white weenies slash like you know three or less white. You know, any any of anything like that is looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, even constructed like standard having this out and white weenie a lot of the times. The thing is, you run out of cards in your hand, but, you know. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing that'll happen. Now you'll have a way to draw them back. Yeah, there's a couple now, it looks like. Well, uh, that's white. Um, moving on to blue here. Uh, first blue card is Drafna, founder of Latinam. Uh, it is one in a blue for a 2-1 legendary human artificer advisor creature. Um it has pay one in a blue, return target artifact you control to its owner's hand, and then it also has pay three and tap it, copy target artifact spell you control. So very nice artifact card right here. Pretty yeah, cheap. so you can pay two and save your artifacts from being blown up because they go back to your hand, or bounce one that you know you want, and then the next turn pay three and tap this and replay it, and you can copy it on the stack and get two copies. Yep, that's, that's pretty cool. good. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, yeah, this this can be abused, I think, in certain decks. Definitely. 
especially if you do some stupid infinite mana loop, then it's like, okay, I make exactly. copies of every one of my artifacts. This is, this is a fork for that. Very, very much so. Just copy like your worn power stone or something, or your your uh, mana vault, or you know, one of Fall those. Ring, whatever. It's, there's so many things you can copy. Uh, next up, we got Geology Enthusiast. Three blue, blue for a 2 5 creature human artificer. So, five mana for a 2 5. At the beginning of your end step, create a tapped power stone token. Okay. And pay mm-hmm. six, draw a card, and put a 1 1 counter on it. So, at your end step, you're getting all these things that can't be spent to cast non artifacts, but you can still use them on abilities. Mm-hmm. And stuff so you can just keep tapping the power stone tokens into drawing cards putting yep. things bigger like i would say the the six would be high for what it is but the fact that you're gonna be making these tokens um right so like basically the next turn because you have to have five mana to play this right yeah so like basically the next turn you're gonna be able to activate that effect if you have nothing else to do yeah so which is not bad to dump your mana if you need to. Uh, next up, we got uh, Hercule Master Wizard. Uh, he is one blue blue for a 2-4 legendary human wizard advisor creature. At the beginning of your end step, if, you're, uh, if you've cast a non-creature spell this turn, reveal the top five cards of your library. For each card type among non-creature spells you've cast this turn, you may put a card of that type from among the revealed cards into your hand put the rest of the bottom of your library in a random order so if you cast an instant of sorcery go to the top five and put an instant of sorcery in your hand cast just an instant do that with an instant yeah that's just an artifact you can get just an artifact <laughs> same with the enchantment. that's pretty Seems cool pretty decent. yeah again you probably me. Like most time you're gonna draw one card at least off of this yeah, at the very least, at least. Worst case, you whiff and you put five lands on the bottom or something, but right <laughs> or five creatures, but which in that case you probably want that to happen, <laughs> unless you're really hurting for land or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we got Hercules' final meditation. It's four blue, 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 so seven mana for an instant. As long as it's not your turn, the spell costs three more to cast. Oh, God. So it costs ten okay. if you don't cast it on your turn. Jesus. Return all non-land permits to their owner's hands and then end the turn. Oh. <laughs> That's why I cast three more to cast. <laughs> yeah. It costs ten if it's not your turn. Like, oh, okay. I'm going to end your turn and everything's in everyone's hand. Just, you're done. <laughs> yeah, you have you, your you own do nothing. in your hand. The old boys in your hand and you do nothing. That's really funny. Uh, very powerful. Uh, it does cost a lot, but rightfully so. Uh, ending a full turn is a big freaking deal. <laughs> and there's not many cards. Like, there, there are a couple cards out there that do that, but not many. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> it's very interesting. I, I, I think it costs a lot, but if someone pulls it off, you're like, all right. I mean, yeah. At least you pay ten mana for it. Like, I mean, they're probably right? spending the whole turn to do it. They're probably stopping from someone winning the game in right. most cases. So, there, there's a reason behind it. Um, and yeah, very good. But yeah, costs a lot. 
Uh, next up, we got one with the multiverse. Uh, it is six blue blue for an enchantment. You, uh, you may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may play lands and cast spells from the top of your library. Once during each of your turns, you may cast a spell from your hand or the top of your library without paying its mana cost. Yeah, so it's like kind of like mini omniscience, except for mm-hmm. you could cast top card of your deck. Which is also pretty great. Yeah. Just once per turn. You just, just Yeah, I mean, you could still play it from your deck on other people's turns. You just only can cast for free during your turn once. Um, yeah. So that's that's good. I think that's it's pretty good. Like you have an extra card in your hand all the time. Yeah. Plus, you can cast something for free. It does cost eight flipping mana, though. But if you I have mean, a way to cheat this out, like an enchantment deck or something. Yeah. This could be good. Show and tell. <laughs> yeah, show and tell. But I mean, show and tell, then you just get play omniscience. Show and tell's right? just got omniscience, though. Um, <laughs> this is like budget, budget omniscience. I mean, this is better after you play everything from your hand with omniscience and have nothing else. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty decent, though, all things considered. Uh, next up, we got Sky Strike Officer. Two and a blue for a 2-3 human soldier with flying. Uh, whenever it attacks, create a 1-1 one, one Clawless Soldier Artifact Creature Token. And tap three untapped soldiers you control. Draw a card. That seems really good. It does seem really good. Interesting that it's blue. I don't know how many times we see blue soldiers. I don't know, but um, this makes uh, soldiers, so <laughs> artifact yeah. soldiers. Uh, I mean, it, it does fit the artifact theme for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. And there's artifacts that are soldiers for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There definitely are. I mean, but if you have um, a blue-white soldier deck, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Drying cards, again, is very good. So, um, yeah. And just tapping, like, just tapping dudes to do it. You can draw so many cards. Like, if you have, like, a big board. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> you play something that makes, like, 15 soldier tokens. I'm just going to draw a bunch of cards. Yes. Draw. Like, granted, you're probably going to swarm at that point and win, but it's yeah. <laughs> a win I mean, more at that. But if they're, <laughs> if they're sick, I mean, may as well tap them, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, yes. A blue staple. We have Teferi, uh, Temporal Pilgrim. Uh, is three blue blue for a legendary planeswalker named Teferi. He comes into play with four loyalty counters on him. Uh, he has a constant ability of whenever you draw a card, put a loyalty counter on Teferi Temporal Pilgrim. Ew. <laughs> His zero cost is draw a card. So that automatically gives him a plus one right there. Uh, he's going to be getting lots of loyalty counters. Uh, he has a minus two. Create a 2-2 blue spirit creature token with vigilance and whenever you draw a card, pay a plus one plus one counter on this creature. So that's going to get big. Uh, And then his alt is minus 12. Target opponent chooses a permanent they control and returns it to its owner's hand. Then they shuffle each non-land permanent they control into its owner's library. So just... Or it goes away. <laughs> yeah. So if you have some way to draw, you know, eight guards on turn on the turn you play this, or the turn after you play this, right? 
um, then Which you can mi- then you can minus twelve and basically take an opponent out of the game. There are definitely ways to do that in blue. So um, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. this seems really powerful. Yeah, I mean, because like even if you if, so worst case you pay five and you draw a card on your turns, so it's going to get a loyalty, and then you get yeah. an extra card. So it's basically you know you're going to get two loyalty every turn. So worst case you're drawing an extra card and getting two loyalty on this, which is already very good. And then you can minus two to make your thing bigger while well, you're a spirit that gets bigger when you draw cards. So. Yeah. Like if you're really hurting for a board, like he, he pretty much is a, a one man band right here. I mean, he's just kind of doing everything. He yeah. gives you board, he gives you cards, and then he eventually wipes somebody out. So, I mean, what the more ups, do you want? The upside is it costs five. So it's not like the last two standard Teferis that have been like really busted because they were three and four man. Yeah, but exactly. This is still like a game ending card. If this, you is build pretty, this is pretty good. <laughs> if you built around it and they can't deal with it, right. uh, this will snowball quickly out of control. Um, so yeah, very good. Very, very typical Teferi card. Uh, next up, we got the Temporal Anchor. It's three blue, 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 so six mana for a legendary artifact. At the beginning of your upkeep, you scry two. Whenever you choose to put one or more cards on the bottom of your library while scrying, exile that many cards from the bottom of your library. During your turn, you may play cards exiled with the Temporal Anchor. So basically, when you scry, all the ones that you choose to put on the bottom are getting exiled for you to play instead. Yeah, so it's like (laughs) the opposite of what you do. Yeah. It's good for a scry deck. Yep, if you're scrying all the time. Uh... I mean, worst yeah, case, though, free, you're right? still getting one card. You're basically drawing a card every turn. Yeah, which is fine. The uh, best of the top two, anyways. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that that's kind of cool. Definitely interesting. I'm sure it can be played in some stuff. It would be hard to splash it, though, because it costs three blues. So it's probably yeah. a mono blue deck, but... Which you could you could easily make a mono blue deck around this, I would think. Um, Unless you have a lot a, of duels, then you can maybe play right. it in two colors. All right, our final blue card is Urza's Command. Um, very rightful, fitting command name. Uh, it's two blue blue for an instant, and you can choose two creatures you don't control. Get minus two minus zero until end of turn. Create a tapped Power Stone token. Create a tapped 0-0 Colorless Construct Artifact Creature token with this creature gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control. Or scry one, then draw a card. Yeah, I feel like the mode I'm most likely to choose in this is to make the 0-0 because I'm probably going to have artifacts out. Yeah, you're just going to make a gigantic creature. And then draw a card to replace it. Yeah. Um, but if they do swing at you with like a bunch of weenie stuff, you could just, yeah, just you know, minus make the board. Take nothing. <laughs> Which is fine too. Um, it's a decently powerful card. It's got, it costs only four, yeah. so it's not the worst. I think the white one was better in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's not the but, worst card, but it's not the best. Yeah. Oh, that's blue. All right, on to black. Uh, the first card here is Ashnod Flesh Mechanist. Cost one black for a 1 1 legendary creature human artificer with death touch. 
And when it attacks, you may sacrifice another creature. If you do, create a tapped Power Stone token. And it has pay five, exile a creature card from your graveyard, create a tapped 3-3 colorless zombie artifact creature token. So we finally see who Ashnod is, apparently. <laughs> yeah. After all and, these years. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a one for a 1-1 one, one with three abilities that are relevant and can... Yep. Become good later in the game because you got a sack very, outlet very and you have a way to make tokens. Like this yeah. one card seems very good from one, and, and it has death touch, so it can take something out too. Yeah, um, yeah, for one, seems, seems uh, fine, seems very good. <laughs> this is a commander, is pretty busted. Oh, yeah, a <laughs> commander deck built around this seems it's very like, fun. all right. I got my sack outlet, I got. I can make zombies. I got a death touch blocker. Yep. That's pretty great. Very, very, very much a black card. Um, yeah, it's, that's cool. I, I like that. Um, very good. Very good value, all that stuff. Like, it's kind of all there. So not much more you, you're, you're wishing for, that's for sure. Uh, next, we got Diabolic Intent. Uh, it's one in a black for a sorcery. As an additional cost to cast the spell, sacrifice a creature. Search your library for a card. Put that card into your hand, then shuffle. Yeah, so this is a reprint. Uh, so how do you feel about Diabolic Intent being standard legal now? Uh, seems good. <laughs> <laughs> it's card played in Commander a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, rightfully so. Uh, it's literally a tutor that costs two, and you just sack like a token. Yeah, they do. Or you sack something <laughs> with a dice trigger. <laughs> so. Yeah, or, or yeah, or that. Yeah, you want it to. It's <laughs> literally to a sack it. outlet. I used to play it in my Kakusho deck. Right. Yeah, you just kill so. off your Kakusho and make everybody take five, and you gain like thirty life. Yeah, and then you draw, <laughs> and then you get your card in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> For two mana, it's great. Seems good. Black's looking good. <laughs> Black is looking very good, yes. Uh, next up, we got Fateful Handoff. Three and a black for a sorcery. Draw cards equal to the mana value of target artifact or creature you control. An opponent gains control of that permanent. So you gift your opponent the artifact and you draw cards. You draw some cards. <laughs> it could be good. It could be good. I, I mean, I... I think there's some that you, that that could actually like be used like like you can just like like uh what what uh what's the what's the artifact that uh um uh that like you tap for four from four mana but then it costs four to untap it so you use it and then you gift it to them so that's tap they have to pay oh, four right. to untap yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> They can do stuff like that. There's, there's, there's definitely some, some artifacts that can kind of hurt, too. Yeah, some dumb thing, too, that's like, oh, creatures you control can't attack, and then gift it to them. Or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can, especially in some of like the old weirder sets, I'm sure there's some stuff you can find that would work with this pretty well, actually. Um, Next, <clears throat> we have Gixian Puppeteer. Uh, it is three and a black for a four three Phyrexian warlock creature. Whenever you draw, uh, or whenever you draw your second card each turn, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. When Gixian Puppeteer dies, return another target creature card with mana value three or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. 
It seems good. Four for a four three. Whenever I draw my second card, you're gonna lose two life I gain two. That's good. So yep. I'm rewarded for drawing cards. And if you kill this, I get something back. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And there's plenty of ways to draw cards in black, so I think Lots this is ways. pretty this is pretty easy to pull off. Um yeah, it seems pretty like nice. a sweet card. Yep. Very good. Uh, next up, we got Gix's Command. It is three black, black for a sorcery, so five mana. For choose two, put two plus one plus one counters on up to one creature. It gains lifelink until end of turn. Destroy each creature with power two or less. Return up to two creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Each opponent sacrifices a creature with the highest power among creatures they control. Seems good. Yeah, it seems pretty decent. It doesn't. Um, it, it doesn't really. It does have a way cost to re- five. Yeah, and it doesn't really have a way to replace itself unless you choose to put two creatures back. But I mean, you could blow up everything that's weak and then the biggest thing from all your opponents. Yeah, like it, it can basically be a full-on board wipe almost. But then you still have a board because it's opponents only, um, yeah. which is pretty good. Or you, or you can do like. Back. Or you can do like the first two, so like you um, pump like one of your things that you don't want to die, and then you blow up everything else, basically. Right. I think it's really good in like draft because you can get two cards back and blow up all the weakling stuff. Probably. Yeah, this is or kind their of their best thing. This is kind uh, of a bomb and sealed for sure. I think in like a constructed format, like Commander or something, there's better cards, but it's still. It's flexible enough that I, I I could see this being played. Yeah. You're paying for the flexibility. Because, um, sure, you can just play Damnation for four, you know. Right. But, but this is... But you this can does more than in that. In more situations, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Gix, Yogmoth Praetor. So here's our Praetor, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one black black for a 3-3 three, three legendary creature that's a Phyrexian Praetor whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents its controller may pay one life if they do draw a card uh, then you can also pay four black 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 so seven all together discard X cards exile the top X cards of target opponent's library you may play lands and cast spells from among cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, so it's three mana for a 3-3. Three, three. Incentivize all of your opponents to not attack you because they can draw cards Yeah, um, by paying life. And then if you have seven mana and just like a card that's dead in your hand or more, multiple cards, you just pitch them and play something off the top of your opponent's deck for free. Yeah. Seems really very, good. very good. Really cheap for what this is. Like, holy crap, that's a cheap casting cost. Yeah, it's only three mana. This is going to be a kill on sight card. It's like, oh, I have <laughs> yeah, two you don't want out, this living. Two creatures out, play this, attack with two dudes, pay two life, draw two cards. Yeah, every like, one every, on one. This is just like bogus because like it, it it's gives like, a, a, yeah. like your all of your stuff is just deal damage, draw a card, basically. Yeah. Um, in like commander format, it incentivizes people not to attack you because they want to draw mm-hmm. cards. <laughs> yeah, 
This is like an instant bolt target for every red player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. That's definitely one of the better cards we've seen so far. Uh, next up, we got Hostile Negotiations. Three in a black for an instant. Exile the top three cards of your library in a face-down pile. Then exile the top three cards of your library in another face-down pile. Look at the cards in each pile, then turn a pile of your choice face-up. An opponent chooses one of the piles. Put that pile into your hand and the other in the graveyard. You lose three life. Oh, so you don't know what's in the other one, huh? You know, but the opponent only knows it's in one pile. Yeah. Yeah. So they can choose the pile that you flip up and, like, they know what it is, or the other pile, the unknown. That's interesting. (laughs) It's definitely a hostile negotiation. Yeah, it is very hostile. (laughs) I kind of like that because it's like, hmm, I got two lands and, like, a bomb. Do I flip that up Mm -hmm. and let them give me the bomb, but they know it's coming, or the three cards that could be better? Exactly. Or the three cards (laughs) that could be worse. It's like they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, that's cool. I, I really like this. I like this a lot. Uh, this is going to be a pain in the ass to play against. I can guarantee it. Yeah, and, it, and if you think <laughs> about it this way, like worst case, it's you know four mana draw, three lands. Like yeah, which is which still is good. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's better than explosive vegetation, which is four mana for two. I yeah. mean, come on. Except for this going to play <laughs> instead of this going to your that's, hand. But still. That's true. But it, also, but it also puts the other pile in the graveyard, which in black, there's a lot of... Black likes games. to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a free and tomb. Yeah, so then it's like, if you're playing that, it's like a six-card draw because you got stuff in your graveyard you have access to and stuff. Right, then you just dread return later or something. Yeah. Yeah, that card's fun. It's a sweet card. Uh, next, we have Misery's Shadow. Uh, it is one in the black for a 2-2 Shade Creature. If a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. Uh, pay one. Misery Shadow gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So this is just the best version of Looming Shade. We've ever Shade, seen, right? yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Except <laughs> it has like a freaking like rest in peace on it, basically. That's what I'm saying. Like it's the best version because there's only two mana instead of three. It's a two-two. Mm-hmm. And you buff it for any color mana. It doesn't even have to be Swamp. Yeah. And it's like a rest in peace on their creatures. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a lot of good effects for a lot mana. of a lot of utility. Um, I feel like a lot of people aren't going to like that if that hits the field. Uh, next up, we got painful quandary. Three black black for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, that player loses five life unless they discard a card. Oh God. <laughs> So this is really good in, like, Nekusar decks. Yes, it is. (laughs) Like, do you want to lose five or discard a card and lose one? And lose, like, one or two. (laughs) 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 This is good against, like, a blue deck or something like that that plays a lot of spells, too. Yep. So you have to think about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. This this basically shuts down Storm. (laughs) Um, so yeah, honestly, you know, it, it does cost a lot, but eh, it's kind of a sideboard card in a way for that. Yeah, it's really powerful for what it does, though. Yeah, it really is. Well, that's black. Black looks pretty good. A lot of good stuff here. The new Praetor looks yeah. sick. 
black looks good. White looks good. Black white and white are looking good. look uh, looking yeah. like they're going to be good. Definitely. Um, yeah, a lot of fun stuff here. A lot of stuff that I think we'll probably see in decks coming up. Uh, so now we have red. Um, our first card in red is Brotherhood's End. Uh, it is one red, red for a sorcery. Choose one. Brotherhood's End deals three damage to each creature and each planeswalker, or destroy all artifacts with mana value three or less. That's so, pretty powerful, actually. Yeah, it's like a it better is. Anger of the Gods, right? Because Anger of the Gods yeah. is three, everything for three. This is, you can, if there's not any dinky creatures, you could just blow up all artifacts. And honestly, like, as kind of, I was just saying earlier, like, the artifacts that are three or less are generally like mana rocks and stuff like yeah, that. So, he's gonna so hit your, their soul, their arcane signet, their crypt, their mana crypt, all that garbage. All that, all that junk just gone. So yeah, seems seems pretty decent for what it is. Uh, next up, we got Draconic Destiny, one red red for an enchantment aura. Enchants a creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus one and has flying and haste. And pay one mana. This creature gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. It's a dragon in addition to his other types. And when enchanted creature dies, return draconic destiny to its owner's hand. So. Damn. Give your creature flying haste, fire breathing. Like better fire breathing yeah. than any color. <laughs> and if it dies, it comes back like Rancor. Uh, yeah. I think this is good. I don't think it's great because it is three mana. Yeah, it's not two. Like Rancor was two, right? Rancor is one. Or is it one? Oh, God. And it gives weird. it plus two plus oh trample. Yeah. So this Less does keywords, still. this does give you one one flying in haste, so that's good. Mm-hmm. And the fire breathing's oh whatever, it's okay. So I mean that would be so like because you would pay a mana for plus one plus one flying, you'd pay a mana for haste, you'd pay a mana for fire breathing. So you're getting the value is there. Yeah, value is definitely there, and then it just comes back. It's just it, it's it reads like a mediocre card. But I'd have to see it played to see how good it really is. Yeah. I've personally never really been a huge fan of fire breathing. Uh, I always feel like I can use my mana for better stuff than just giving it plus one attack for a turn. Yeah. I think the the main reason you would play this is that there's a lot of things you want to make flying in haste. Exactly. That's what I would definitely play it for. The flying in haste is by far what what you want on this. And, And like the plus one plus one is nice. Sure. Um, and then the fire breathing, in my opinion, is an afterthought. It's kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that's fine, I guess. I don't know what scenario you need your creature to be a dragon, but I guess if you have a non dragon deck, dra- maybe, dra- yeah, if you have a non dragon yeah. in your deck, but in your dragon deck, then maybe, I guess but. if you're like, you know, you have like your mana creature or something that's in there, it could be a dragon and work with like tempest or you know whatever else that has to be a dragon but i don't know <laughs> i think it's mediocre i'll have to yeah. see i'll probably get beat by it a few times and think it's great but we'll see <laughs> that's usually how it goes honestly um next up we have felden ronam ex uh, excavator uh it is one in red for a 2-2 legendary human artificer creature with haste felden ronam uh, excavator can't block 
Whenever Felden is dealt damage, exile that many cards from the top of your library. Choose one of them. Until the end of your next turn, you may play that card. Well, that's good. Yep. So it's like a... Uh, what the heck is that guy? The two mana one that does the same thing, but you have to hit them instead. Right. Instead of him being hit. I can't remember his name, but it was like a a card in standard when you played mono red for a while. But so, yeah, you basically swing with this and you get to draw a card for another whole other round. Yeah. Because it's your next turn. So the only downside is it can't block, so you have to keep swinging with it. But yeah. But I mean, they'll probably just take it. Unless they, you know, want to block with a seven-seven, but you choose the best card out of your seven to play exactly. next turn. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got mechanized warfare. It's one red, red for an enchantment. If a red or artifact source you control will deal damage to an opponent or a permanent, an opponent controls that deals that much damage plus one instead. So it's like Torbrand's effect, but just on an enchantment for three mana. Right, yeah. And it counts your artifacts, so if you have like pinging artifacts or something. Yep, which that's nice. Those are a few of those. Uh, And then just like creatures and stuff like that. So it works for that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good, but I mean, I think, again, I think there's you know, better cards out there. You could just play or you could do, you know, all your creatures have double strike instead type of thing. Yeah. There's better stuff you can do for three mana for sure. Um, next up we have Mishra's command. Uh, it is X and a red. It's a sorcery. Choose two, uh, choose target player. They may discard up to X cards then they draw a card for each card discarded this way. Or this spell deals X damage to target creature. Or this spell deals X damage to target planeswalker. Or target creature gets plus X plus O and gains haste until end of turn. Hmm. So there's a lot you can do with this. So kill a creature, or kill a planeswalker, or both. Yep. Or buff a creature. And discard your lands to draw more cards. Yep. I think just be, stuff you can't it cast. could be good. I guess it depends what your average you know, pay into it. Yeah. Depends on like so, what your curve is, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's flexible enough that it's worth playing. Yeah. Like it's good. It's only it's only one X, so that's not bad. Right. I mean, at worst case, it's like a blaze that hits a creature in a planeswalker. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, or it's, you know, you don't have anything to target and you just wheel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Definitely works in like a Nekizar deck for, for, for something like that. It's an interesting card. I think we'll see it played. I think so, too. It's definitely cheap enough. Uh, next up, we got Over the Top. Five red red for a sorcery. So seven mana. Each player reveals a number of cards from the top of their library equal to the number of non-land permanents they control. 
puts all permanent cards that are revealed this way out of the battlefield, puts the rest into their graveyard. <laughs> oh, man. So you double your everyone's board. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> or could, could, because they could whiff and hit all expels. But. Yeah, of course. So against blue, this is good. Because <laughs> they're probably not going to hit much. Against something like green, though, it's like, ooh, uh, they've probably got the upper hand. Yeah, if you're playing this in your deck, you want a lot of big things that you're going to hit, and they're not. Yeah, so like and a lot game. of land on top of that, too. Mm-hmm. Seems like a medium card. This is like goes in the chaos deck if you're gonna play yep. that type of thing. You just want to play pure, pure chaos. It's definitely part of it. Uh, next up, we got Tyrant of Care Ridges. Uh, it is four red red for a dragon creature. Uh, four five with flying. When Tyrant of Care Ridges enters the battlefield, it deals four damage to any target, uh, and then uh, it has fire breathing. Four, five, for six, deal four, fire breather. Seems like a vanilla <laughs> dragon to me. Pretty vanilla dragon, yeah. Um, it's it, This seems like something you'd see in a pre-con deck, honestly. Yeah. like This would be like a pre-con bomb. It's going to be good in draft in pre- and pre-release type thing, but like in constructed, I don't know how good it's going to be. There's like, like in a dragon deck, there's so much. Yeah, dragons are so many better dragons, yeah. Yeah. Like for six, like there's literally all of the planar chaos dragons are like that and do way more than this. <laughs> so yeah, pretty pretty middle for sure. Uh, next up, we got Visions of Frixia. It's two red red for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. At the beginning of your end step, if you didn't play a card from Exile this turn, create a tapped Power Stone token. That's cool. So you get an extra That's card nice, to look yeah. at every turn. If you decide not to play it, you get a Power Just Stone. Get a Power Stone. Four is pretty good for that, I would think. Yeah, it's decent. Seems pretty decent. Play it. Well, uh, that's red. Red seems medium to me. Seem yeah, pretty, pretty medium. Um, white and black, I think, have it beat for sure. Um, like the excavator is kind of cool. Mishra's command might be good, um, depending on how much you put into it. Everything else is, you know, kind of fine, I guess. <laughs> uh, so now on to green, we have uh, our first green card is Awaken the Woods. Uh, it is X green green for a sorcery. Create X one one green forest dryad land creature tokens. Sweet, nice. The so it's like all the forests are coming to to the fight. Yep. <laughs> That's well, pretty you create cool. one one green forest dryad land creatures. So since it's a forest land, you could tap it for green, right? I think. So. I think so. <laughs> I think it's like you're making Dryad Arbor tokens. Yeah, it sounds like Dryad Arbor. Yeah, so I think you can. <laughs> That's it's pretty sick. Cool. Yeah, they are, of course, because their creatures are affected by summoning sickness. But still, right. um, that yeah, that that seems very powerful. If that's seems the case, yeah. if that's what it looks like to me. 
Even if it's not, making that two for X one ones is good. Yeah. But to me, yeah, it seems like you'll be able to tap him for mana, so for green mana. Yeah, that's what it looks like for sure. Uh, next up, we got Fade from History. Two green green for a sorcery. Each player who controls an artifact or enchantment creates a 2-2 green bear creature token. Then destroy all artifacts and enchantments. Bye-bye. <laughs> so all the artifacts and enchantments go bye-bye and you get refunded a bear. Yep. So it's like Beast Within on a grand scale, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Seems good. Which, yeah, that that's a pretty good removal spell for a crap ton of artifacts. Um, next up. Oh, well, this is a reprint. Uh, Fauna Shaman. <laughs> uh, this is a very good card from back in the day. It is one in a green for a two-two elf shaman creature. Um, pay green, pay a green, and tap him. Discard a creature card. Search your library for a creature card. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. Then shuffle. So it's basically a better elvish piper. Yeah, except for it doesn't put it into play. But yeah. But yeah. You you or yeah I guess it's but it only got two instead of four to play but yeah yeah um so this is gonna be standard legal now yeah that's uh that's, that's gonna be, be fun yeah <laughs> very powerful some cool decks get the uh, just find all your big creatures and then yep. play them uh, next up we got Gwenna Eyes of Gaia. Two and a green for a 2-3 legendary creature elf druid scout. Tap it. Add two mana in any combination of colors. Spend this mana only to cast a creature spells or activate abilities of a creature or a creature card. When you cast a creature spell with power 5 or greater, put a plus and plus 1 counter on it and untap it. Nice. So two mana for creatures... Placing that costs five or more, you're gonna and get tap it. a one-one counter and get to use it again. Yeah, yeah. So you just keep, you keep using it. Yeah. Uh, really good for like you know big mean green. <laughs> yep. If you That's play kinda... the, the six CMC or more deck, this is probably something you're going in there. Yep. Seems really good. Seems good to me. Big uh, big green's always fun to play. Um. It's like one of my favorite styles, like when I started playing Magic. So, um, yeah, it's, this kind of stuff's really fun to see. Um, next up, we got Teething Wormlet. Uh, it is one green for a 1-1 one, one worm creature. Teething Wormlet has death touch as long as you control three or more artifacts. So, Metalcraft, basically. Um, whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. If this is the first time this ability has resolved this turn, put a plus one plus one counter on Teething Wormlet. Yeah, so you play an artifact. Play this for one mana for one one. Play yeah, an artifact, gain a life, get a one one counter. Play many more artifacts a turn, you gain more life. Play them next turn, you get more counters and more life. Get three, it has death touch. Seems good for one mana. Yeah, it seems very good. Um, Definitely would put gonna... this in a mono green artifact deck, which is not yep. a thing that. Not really a thing right now, but I'm thinking about building it with that servo it guy. Could turn into one at this rate. Yep. And it's a worm for you worm travel players. Yeah, yeah, worm travel. <laughs> um 
Next up, we got Titania's Command. It is four green green for a sorcery. Uh, choose two. Exile target player's graveyard. You gain one life for each card exiled this way. Search your library for up to two land cards and put them on battlefield tap, then shuffle. Create two 2-2 two, two bear creature tokens. Put two plus one swing counters on each creature you control. So it's probably best. Six? Oh, man. Cost six is the downside. That's a but lot. you could you could get two lands, but if you paint six, you probably don't need two lands. Probably Exile not. Exile yeah. Graveyard to gain life doesn't really matter because it's not even an instant. Yeah. So you're probably going to choose make two two twos and you put two one ones on everything. So if you don't have a board at all, you get two four fours for six, which is like a medium. Bad. It's not bad, but like it could be really good if you have a lot of it's a lot of creatures. If you so have a board, this is definitely good. Yeah, yeah. just two one ones and everything is good. Yeah. If you have doubling season, you're getting four bears <laughs> and four counters on everything. This is really good with doubling season, yes. Yeah, when you get like four eight eights or six sixes or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like that there's there's some value for you. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of those scenarios though, I don't I think it's mediocre. It's very medium. Just like how Primal Command is kind of medium too. Um this is very sad. Um, in mo- at least in most cases, <clears throat> I'd probably rather play something else for six personally. Uh, all right. Next up we have Titania voice of Gaia. Um, it is one green green for a three, four legendary elemental creature with reach. Whenever one or more land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, you gain two life. At the beginning of your upkeep, if there are four or more land cards in your graveyard and you both own and control Titania, Voice of Gaia, and a lamb named Argoth, Sanctum of Nature, Exile, or sorry, Sanctum of Nature, exile them, then meld them into Titania, Gaia Incarnate, which that is over here. Titania, Gaia Incarnate is a star star legendary elemental avatar creature. With Vigilance, Reach, Trample, and Haste. That's a lot of keywords. Uh, Titania, Gaia, Incarnate's power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. When Titania enters the battlefield, return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Then you can pay three and a green, put four, uh, put four plus one plus one counters on target land you control. It becomes a zero zero elemental creature. With Haste, it's still a land. Hooey, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, so let's start with the unmelded version. Three yeah. for a three four reach. When you play it, when your land goes to your graveyard, you gain two life. That's fine if your stuff's getting destroyed, I guess. Yeah, or if you're playing a fetch land or Or yeah, whatever, I guess that's you true. Know. You got those. Or you're dredging, you know, with crucible dealies or mm-hmm. um, and then if you get the land that you need for this because the other yeah. cards are land, um, and you meld this, then it becomes just insane, right? Like, oh my god, this card! <laughs> like, because it's probably because you need what four to flip it. Yeah. So it's probably like a seven-seven on average. On average, with vigilance, reach, trample, and haste, and pay four, turn your lands into four fours. Yep. <laughs> with haste. <laughs> 
That seems really seems good. really good. Yeah, it yeah. really seems good. This is just a flat out win condition on its own. Like if you're yeah. able to flip it, if you have both cards, it's gonna be sweet. Yeah, that's a sick card. Very, very, very good. Oh, that's it for green. What do you think of green? Uh, well, Titania's really good. <laughs> yeah, I think I put it in third place behind white and black. Yeah. And, of course, Fauna Shaman's a very good card, but that's reprint. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, you know. All the green cards are playable. Like. They're, all, they're all very playable, yes. Mm-hmm. I'd say the least playable is probably the command, but right. it still has a purpose, I'd say. So you could still play it. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't have anything that's, like, just total garbage, like, you know, some have been. All right, uh, on the multicolor here, uh, we got Harbin Vanguard Aviator. It's a, a white and a blue for a 3-2 legendary creature, human soldier with flying. Whenever you attack with five or more soldiers, creatures you control get plus one of flying until end of turn. Here oh, we go, God. right here. Blue-white soldier commander. Boom. Very good. <laughs> now that other one that gives your soldiers flying <laughs> is good. It makes soldiers. Just... Create a bunch of soldiers, give them wings, they all fly. It's great. Yep, flying <laughs> soldiers. Let's go. You saw it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for what that does, that's very cheap and very good. So, um, yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Another one of these. Uh <laughs> We got Urza Lord Protector. It is one white blue for a 2-4 legendary human artificer creature. Artifact instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. Then you may pay seven. If you both own and control Urza Lord Protector and an artifact named the Mightstone and Weakstone, exile them, then meld them into Urza Planeswalker. Activate only as a sorcery. So, Urza Planeswalker is holy god insane. <laughs> uh, I, I have to like click on this and expand it because the print is tiny. Urza Planeswalker is a legendary planeswalker named Urza with seven loyalty counters on him. He has a constant ability. You may activate the loyalty abilities of Urza Planeswalker twice each turn rather than only once. His plus two is artifact instant and sorcery spells you cast this turn cost two less to cast. You gain two life. He has a plus one. Draw two cards, then discard a card. He has a zero. Create two one one colorless soldier artifact creature tokens. He has a minus three of exile target non-land permanent. And if that wasn't enough, he finally has an alt of minus 10. Artifacts and planeswalkers you control gain indestructible until end of turn. Destroy all non-land permanents. That's a lot of yeah, stuff. He's, he's busted, right? Like, he's so broken. You're going to win the game. This is out like... You could just activating the top ability twice. Is My artifacts and sorceries cost four less this turn. And I gave four life. Yeah. Okay. Or I could draw four <laughs> cards, discard two, create four one ones, exile two things. That's crazy. Like, that's on the first turn to get it out. I mean, it does cost seven mm-hmm. and two things to get it out, but 
Yeah. There's a lot of hoops a, to jump through to get it. One, two, three, it, five abilities plus a constant on top yeah. of that. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, it's a lot of hoops to get it, but once you get it, it's insane. But him just as the base, three for a two, four artifacts, instant sorcery spells cost one less. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. Like, that's good. Just that is a two, four. Yeah. I mean, if you play this in your commander, come on. Yeah, and I think they. I think the the commander rules people said you can play both as the commander. They did clarify that you, you can. Yes. So and you this would be play, so you could play like really partners where it's, deck. where it's this and the Mightstone artifact as your commanders, and then you just keep flipping it into the crazy planeswalker. This would be a really fun deck, but yeah. It, you have to go through a lot to get him, but yes, if you get Urza, you just win. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, like, if, You're not I don't know how someone wins that. through this unless they have destroyed Target Planeswalker in their hand. Like, yeah, like, literally just kill a Planeswalker. And even then, they're prob- you're probably down two things, because this is going to two-for-one you. Because they're probably going to exile oh, two yeah. things right away. Just right off the bat, just... Yep, uh, Urza's very good. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, next up is Urza, the Prince of Krug. Or Krog? Krug? I don't know. For a two blue-white, two, three legendary creature human artificer with artifact creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Pay six, create a token that's a copy of target artifact you control, except it's a one-one soldier creature in addition to its other types. So you can copy your artifacts that are become 1-1 one, one soldiers as well. So now I have a 1-1 one, one soldier nice. version of Saul Ring, guys. Six mana. Jeez, just, just the artifact creatures get plus two, plus two. That's very good. Yeah. That's that's quite the buff for one card. That's good. That's very good. Very, so very far, good this, card. These, these blue-white decks are seeming really cool. Yeah, Azorius is kicking ass, man. Like, <laughs> ooh, man. All right, on to uh, Rakdos. Uh, we got Mishra claimed by Gix. Uh, it is two black red for a 3 5 legendary Phyrexian human artificer creature. Uh, whenever you attack, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life, or X is the number of attacking creatures. If Mishra claimed by Gix and a creature named Phyrexian Dragon Engine are attacking, and you both own and control them. Exile them, then meld them into Mishra lost to Phyrexia. It enters the battlefield tapped and attacking. All right. Mishra lost to Phyrexia is a 9-9 legendary artifact Phyrexian artificer creature. Whenever Mishra lost to Phyrexia enters the battlefield or attacks, choose three. Target opponent discards two cards. Mishra deals three damage to any target. Destroy target artifact or planeswalker. Creatures you control gain menace and trample until end of turn. Creatures you don't control get minus one, minus one until end of turn. Or create two tapped power stone tokens. Oh my god, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, and you do that all while attacking. <laughs> while attacking. <laughs> in, in combat. <laughs> You better think twice when you see this coming at you. <laughs> there might be a lot more happening. Yeah. 
So you choose three, right? So the worst three modes. Well, the three modes you're going to pick is probably hit for three, blow up an artifact or planeswalker, or minus one, minus one. Mm-hmm. everything make them discard two cards like they're all yeah. good effects they're all pretty good even like power stone tokens sure they're fine too i'd yeah. say that's probably the weakest but that's mana's mana right you know i mean Especially or if give it's your creature, i mean give your creatures medicine tramples just a combat trick on top of this flipping like <laughs> yeah, okay I now mean, you need two things to block it and they trample over everything swinging gross. like what <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that seems fun. Um, if you can get that off, um, yeah, very good. That's crazy. I mean, just okay, so just the base guy though, four <laughs> for a three five. When you attack, each opponent loses X life, you gain X life, where X is how many creatures you attacked with. That's good. Each base deck, anybody? Yeah, very good. <laughs> and if you get the other part, it's really good. Oh, yeah, then it's just. That's, you have a freaking nine nine. It's a nine nine. Like, come on! On top of all the other crap that you can do with it, Jesus, yeah, quite quite good. Uh, next up, we got Mishra Tamer of Makfala, three black red for a four four legendary creature, human artificer. Permanence you control have ward sacrifice a permanent. Oh God. Each artifact card in your graveyard has unearth for one black and a red. Damn. So give all your artifacts to your graveyard unearth. But the even better ability is all your permanents have ward. They have to sacrifice a permanent. You sack a permanent to... Oh, man. Oh, That's... you want to target my thing? What are you going to sacrifice? That is so rude. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to immediately target this first so they have to sack one thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're, yeah. Uh, that is an instant target right there. Um, good, but good luck doing it. <laughs> That's nasty. That's good. It's crazy yep. good. Very good card. Mishra is also very good. Shocking. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we got uh, Hajar, loyal bodyguard. Uh, it is red green for a three three legendary human soldier creature. Sacrifice Hajar, loyal bodyguard, legendary creatures you control get plus one plus oh and gain indestructible until end of turn. So another way to protect your commanders or other legendary things. Yeah, but by himself, it's two mana for a three three. That's yep. good. That two for three is great. <laughs> two for a three three? That's good. I'd play that on turn two. Yeah, that's a good tempo play. Uh next up we got Sarnith Great Worm, four red green for a seven six worm with trample. Whenever a land enters the battlefield, create a tapped power stone token. Ooh. All right, we got a big worm, guys. Big worm. Makes landfall make power stone tokens. Yep. And it's a trampler, too. Pretty nice. Seven six for trampler. Seven. Six well more. statted, I'd say. Yeah, it's a good card. Or no, six. Yeah, sorry, six man. The bomb is limited. Yeah. Um, it costs quite a bit for the card in like a commander setting, but if you have a way to abuse that land trigger, yeah, be good. Any landfall deck, I think, would be okay with that. Uh, next up, we got Legions to Ashes. Uh, it is one white black for sorcery. 
Exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls and all tokens that player controls with the same name as that permanent. <laughs> so it's like engineered explosives, but for names instead of cost. Yeah, it's exile <laughs> something you get rid of all the copies of it. So yeah. if someone made a bunch of copies of their thing, it's by. Or if someone just made a bunch of soldier tokens, goodbye. Yep, all of them go bye bye. It's nice. pretty good. It exiles. So quit. Yeah, yeah. Indestructible stuff. So. Just see ya. Like, because worst case, it's three mana exile one thing. Like, that's still, I, I would play that card. Yep. So, exiling is good. Uh, next up, we got Sahili, Filigree Master, two red, two red and a blue for a three loyalty planeswalker Sahili. It has plus one, scry one. You may tap an untapped artifact to control if you do draw a card. Minus two, create two one one colorless Thopter creature tokens with flying. They gain haste until end of turn. Minus four, you get an emblem with artifact creatures you control. Get plus one plus one. The artifact spells you cast cost one less. Nice. That seems really good. For that seems very good. Yep. Let's see. I'm seeing Jeskai artifact theme here. Yeah. Be good. Very cheap, uh, alt, easy to pull off. Can even maybe do it more than once if you're lucky. Um, yeah, and just a lot. The scry ability is nice. Yeah, like that's nice. And then draw it. The treat the two tokens to protect itself is good. (laughs) Mm Hmm. And if you hit the emblem a couple times, that's really good. But I mean, you're probably even just the drawing and the thopters is good. Yep. That's a pretty nice card. <clears throat> uh, next up, we have Deathbloom Ritualist. Uh, it is three black green for a 3-5 elf warlock creature. Tap it, add X mana of any, of any one color, where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Ooh, so if you so a lot of stuff die, this is very good. Yeah, late game, this is going to get you a bunch of mana. I don't know if it's worth paying five for that. Yeah, five's kind of mana a lot. dork, but <laughs> it's a very expensive mana dork. If you're playing like a dredgish deck or something, might be good. Yeah, definitely. In the right situation, I think it can be pretty decent. Uh, next up, we got Queen Kayla Bin Krug. One, a red and a white for a two-three legendary creature, human noble. With pay four and tap it, discard all the cards in your hand, then draw that many cards. You may choose an artifact or creature card with mana value one. You discard it this way. Then do the same for artifact or creature cards with mana values two and three, and return those to the battlefield. Activate as a sorcery. Dang. So, so pitch your hand, get five mana worth of, or six mana worth of stuff into play for four. It's pretty, it's pretty decent. Good. But you have to have a lot of artifacts in your hand when you dump it. Yep. Yeah, you, you definitely need a hand of artifacts. Oh, artifacts or creatures. So, yeah, you just need a one, a two, and a three cost thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cre- yeah, and creatures. Um, if it's creature-based or artifact-based, that I think that's pretty good. Definitely. Um, next up, we've got uh, Thanos, the Toymaker. 
Uh, it is three green blue for a three five legendary human artificer creature. Whenever you cast a beast or bird creature spell, you may copy it, except the copy is an artifact in addition to its other types. All right, you got so beast, beast or bird, bird tribal. Deck. <laughs> <laughs> probably going to leave one or the other do beast or bird tribal, but yeah, probably mix of both would be a little weird. But you could you could just find ones with like really good ETBs or something. Yeah. It could play ETB matters or something because a lot of them would do that. So, um, interesting, interesting deck idea. Uh, next up, we got Tokasia Dig Site Mentor. It is one, a green, a white, and a blue for a four three legendary creature, human artificer. Creatures you control have vigilance and tap surveil one. So, for people that don't know, surveil is you look at the top card of your library, you may put it in your graveyard. And then it has pay two green, green, white, white, blue, blue, exile Toskia Dig Site Mentor from your graveyard, return any number of target artifact cards with total mana value 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate as a sorcery. Damn. So just get all your stuff back. Well, you get 10 mana, the... worth, 10 mana worth of stuff back, yeah. Oh, right. total mana value. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you pay eight for ten mana of stuff back, but then when it's in play, all your creatures have vigilance and can tap the surveil. That's yeah. Good. That's pretty fun, honestly. I think that it's a lot of stuff that can go that this can be used for. An interesting card. All right. Uh, so that's multi. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff here in the multi cards. Like the meld cards and whatnot. Oh, yeah, all the meld cards are insane. Those are just busted. <laughs> so busted. Uh, I mean, it's Urza and Misha, what do you expect? I mean, yeah, right. they'd be busted. <laughs> um, so, yeah, multi looks great. Um, On to the artifacts, which I'm guessing are also going to be pretty cool since this is Brothers War after all. Um, first up, we got Autonomous Assembler. Um, it is five for a four five, or you may pay the prototype cost of one and a white for it to be a two two instead. It has vigilance, uh, and then you can also tap one and tap it. Put a plus one plus one counter on target assembly worker you control. So you pay five for a four five that buffs assembly workers, or two for a two two that does that. Mm -hmm. That's flexible. It's pretty good. Very flexible. Honestly, I mean, even just as a two two, that's great. And there's lands that turn into assembly workers too, so you can buff those lands. So. Yep. I think it's just good because you can play two for a two two or five for a four five. Yeah, like, I think so too. Just having that option is the flexibility is good. Because early game got a two two, late game got a four five. Yeah. I think these are all going to be pretty good in like a limited setting too. Because you could just play yeah, I it think so, on whichever too. fits your curve the best. Yeah, I think prototype is a pretty powerful uh, keyword. I think it's going to be pretty nice. All right, next up we got Platoon Dispenser. Five mana for a 4-6 artifact creature construct. At the beginning of your end step, if you control two or more other creatures, draw a card. Pay three and a white. Create a 1-1 colorless soldier artifact creature token. And then it has Unearth for two white white. 
Nice. That's good. Make tokens. If you have two or more creatures at the end step, you draw a card. So in the token deck, you're drawing cards, which is what you want. Yep. And you can unearth it if someone kills it. You can get a card for one time. Yep. And you can also swing swing with the force. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's pretty good. Yeah. I like, I like, and and like the fact that the unearth cost is less is very good. Hmm. Makes it very powerful. The artwork's kind of creepy, but I'm yeah, like, what is this look, thing? It's like a platoon. Uh, it's a thing dispensing a platoon, I think. But I, I guess like yeah. a weird vehicle or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we got Steel Seraph. Uh, it is six for a five four, or you can prototype it for uh, one white white for a three three. It has flying at the beginning of combat on your turn. Target creature you control gains your choice of flying, vigilance, or lifelink until end of turn. That seems really good. That does seem really good. That's quite the like, quite the. Uh, I almost feel ability. like this is better in like a white weenie deck. You play this as a three drop to give one of your creatures flying, vigilance, or lifelink every turn. Yeah, it's every and you have every combat. Three, three flyer for three. Like I think the three for a three three is better than the six for a five four. Oh, I think so too. That's quite great that's cool it's a cool card i like i like that uh next up we got urza silex is three mana for a legendary artifact pay two white white and tap it and exile urza silex each player chooses six lands they control destroy all other permanents activate only as a sorcery when urza silex is put into exile from the battlefield you may pay two if you do, search your library for a Planeswalker card, reveal it, and put it in your hand, then shuffle. So you board wipe everything except for six lands for everybody, and yeah. then you use the other two of the six lands you have left to uh, get a Planeswalker from your deck. Yeah. So, so you're I'm up just, a Planeswalker after you pull everything up. I'm just going to find, like, you know, Nico Bolas or something. <laughs> or Urza or whatever. Or, 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 Urza. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sure. That's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, three. So you have to have, well, okay, seven mana to do it in one turn. Right. Otherwise, four mana total. Right. But, um, I mean, you probably want six because then you could use the ability if you yeah. want to search. But you if you don't care about searching, six. then you could just do it with four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, seems pretty good, though. Uh, next up, we got Arcane Proxy. Uh, it is 7443 or 1 blue blue for 2 1. When Arcane Proxy enters the battlefield, if you cast it, exile target instant or sorcery card with mana value less than or equal to Arcane Proxy's power from your graveyard. Copy that card. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Nice. So here's one where it actually does matter if you want to do like the bigger version or not. Yeah, but the small version's good too because you still get mm-hmm. something that costs three or less for free. For yeah, three for two, or you could pay seven and get something that costs seven or less for free, which is going to be a powerful spell. Very powerful. Another cool concept, cool card. Yeah, I like these I like, prototype like cards. Yeah, is there? It's just like the flexibility and like what they can do is like really interesting. For sure. It's also interesting that the prototype is like a one is like one color, so like 
if you're not playing that color, you yeah. have to paint the other one, but right, yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, next up, we got yeah, Surge Engine. Uh, it costs two for a 3 2 artifact creature construct with Defender. It has pay a blue. This creature loses Defender and gains. This creature can't be blocked, so it becomes unblockable. Uh, two and a blue. It becomes blue and has base power toughness 5 4. Activate it only if it doesn't have Defender. And four blue blue. Draw three cards, activate it if Surge Engine is blue and only once. Damn. So you play two for a 3 2 blocker. Yeah. Then the next turn, you can make it a 3 2 unblockable. unblockable. And then blue. the next turn, you make it a 5 4 unblockable. <laughs> and then the next turn, draw three cards. Yeah. Seems good. So. Arcanus, basically. <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah, good. That's another I don't know, interesting concept too, with like the, the kind of like level up like mechanic, right? With it, um, just pretty cool, I think. Um, and like really easy to start, and it's like the increments aren't that bad either. I mean, realistically, just if you have three mana, you have a... You, you can do it right, up, right away. Right yeah. off the bat, you have a 3-2, can't be unblockable, right? And yeah. then the next turn, you can make it a 5-4, and you just... That's four turns of swinging, and someone's dead. Because mm-hmm. it's unblockable five damage. Yeah, that's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's very good. That's going to be a powerhouse. Yeah, I think so, too. That's going to be hard to deal with as well. Just based on its keywords. Um, next up, we got Terrasian Mindbreaker. Um, it is seven for a six-four. Whenever uh, for a uh, a uh, Juggernaut artifact creature, whenever Terrasian Mindbreaker attacks, defending player mills half their library rounded up, and then it has <laughs> unearth three blues and and one. So then you get the other half. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess not. It's well, it's just half. half. It's just half, half each time. Yeah. Yeah. But it, that's cool because it's like it's like Ulamog's ability whenever on attack trigger for a six four. Mm-hmm. It's the unearth is better. I think. Like. Yeah. I'm gonna unearth this, hit you for six, and you mill half your deck. Well, because it has haste, so yeah, they can't yeah. do anything about it. it seems good. And, and it attacks too, so uh, you just have to attack with it, and they they have to mill. Yep. So that's sick. It's cool. <laughs> that's pretty great. I like that card. All right, next up we got Phyrexian Flesh Gorger. Seven mana for a 7-5 Phyrexian Worm or one black black for a 3-3. Three, three. Um, it has Menace, Lifelink, and Ward. Pay life equal to its power. Ooh. So here you could pay three for a 3-3 three, three, Menace, Lifelink, Ward, pay three life or seven for a seven, five menace lifelink ward pay seven life. <laughs> that seems really good. That does seem pretty good. <laughs> and both it's got menace and lifelink. Yeah. Both modes seem good. I think so too. I think the, the, the bigger one is better for sure in this case, but they're, they're both playable. Yeah. But there's a lot of games you might not get for seven mana. So like, right. So you can, can play still play it for three. as a three, three, which is fine. 
Three three with menace and lifelink is still great. And then yeah, the word is just they bolt themselves basically to deal with it. So yeah, I mean if you do get the seven, they have to take like half their life pretty much to a get lot that. of damage <laughs> just to deal with it. Yeah, that's pretty great. <clears throat> Uh, next up, we got Razor Lash uh, Transmo- Transmogrant. Uh, it is two for a 3-1 artifact zombie creature. Razor Lash Transmogrant can't block. Uh, and then you can pay four black black. Return Razor Lash Transmogrant from your graveyard to the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. This ability... Uh, costs four less to activate if an opponent controls four or more non-basic lands. Interesting there. All right. So in Commander, you might be able to keep doing it for two. <laughs> Commander, that's pretty good, yeah. That's two for a three-one. I can't block. Mm-hmm. Just attack. It's, decent. it's a decent card. It's I don't want to say it's I... great, but it's decent. The fact that it comes back is nice, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, and it, it does nice come back as a 4-2. Yeah. It comes back with a 1-1 one, one counter on it. But it can't block kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, ne- I never I never like things that can't block. Like, it's just meant to just be aggro in that case. It's just like, eh, you know. Yeah, and I don't know how aggro zombies are, but. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's a thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, next up, we got Terror Ballista. Seven for a 5-3 artifact creature construct with a menace. Whenever Terror Ballista attacks, you may sacrifice another creature. When you do, destroy target creature and opponent controls. And it has Unearth for three black black. It's pretty That's, nice. It's cool. You're going to swing with a menace thing and you sacrifice your wimpy creatures to kill off bigger things. Kill off their shit, yeah. It's target, yeah, yeah, target creature. Unearth's nice too, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, just you can do it again then. <laughs> yeah, you can use its removal spell and get in for five. Yep. I like that. That's a fun card for sure. Uh, next, we got uh, Transmogrant's Crown. Uh, it is two for an artifact that's an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two plus O. Oh. Whenever equipped creature dies, draw a card. Equip for two or one black. That's pretty good, right? Like whenever a creature yeah. dies, so draw a card. And he gets plus two attack, which is pretty nice. Yeah, in a mono black deck, like you're only gonna equip it for one swamp. Yeah, that's or just cheap. a deck with black in it. It's kind of that's like very, a. Very as you have a price. sack outlet, you're drawing cards, so it's kind of like a skull clamp. Like a skull clamp, not quite as good, but yeah, not quite as good. But it buffs your attack power, so you can swing. Yeah, the well. attack buff is nice. It's not bad. It's yeah, playable. I don't know. Oh, for sure. It's definitely cheap enough to see it being played quite a bit. It's definitely yeah. It's cheap enough to play easily. Uh, next up, we got Artificer's Dragon. Six mana for a four-four artifact creature dragon with flying. Pay a red. Artifact creatures you control get plus up, plus so. So artifact breathing for all your artifacts. <laughs> and uh, three red red with for unearth it. Alright. Six for a four-fourth flying is kind of a lot. 
If you have a lot of artifact creatures, though, you can buff a lot. But I don't know if yeah. you do that the same turn that you play it for that six. You play it, yeah. It's gonna it's survive. A lot of mana. I think it's a mediocre creature because, like, if it's... you play on this and you want everything to get buff plus one, you're gonna need at least like four to five tokens for it to be good. Yeah, you definitely need a board, and you need to have a lot of mana. Which, in that case, I would think you'd be doing okay to begin with. Right. <laughs> this is just like you know overkill. In that case. So it's 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 okay, I guess. It's one of those cards you could gift to your opponent. Like, okay, here you go. I'll draw six. You get a four four <laughs> <Yeah>. flyer. <laughs> this this would work with that. It's not like they're gonna do anything with this. <laughs> it's like sure. All right. Uh Next, we got a Skitter Beam Battalion. It is, holy crap, nine for a 4-4 or three red-red for a 2-2 with Trample and Haste. When Skitter Beam Battalion enters the battlefield, if you cast it, create two tokens that are copies of it. Okay, that's why it costs so much. Holy crap. So it's nine for three 4-4s of Trample Haste or five for three 2-2s of Trample Haste. That's right. pretty good. That's not bad. And then if you have like, you know, doubling season or something like that, that's just really, really, really good. <laughs> yeah, then you're going to want to pay the nine. But then you, Yeah, you pay the nine for sure. Because a, a two-two trample haste is like, okay, they're just good. Like two isn't that much. I mean, yeah, I get three of them, but it's not that much for five mana. Yeah. I mean, it's still a good deal because it's better than like three two-twos would probably cost six mana. But like. Yeah. Which yeah. would be more normal, I think. I do think it's a better value to play it for nine, but then you have to get the nine mana. Yeah, nine mana is a lot. Definitely. Definitely could be good, though, if you have a way to like just swing in, or if you have that red-black guy that whenever you attack with a bunch of things, and you're like, all right, I got three more things that can attack with it now. Right, yeah. So. Also, with that other card that gives this unearth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Four for Trample Haster. Have fun. All right. Oh, is it my go? Sorry. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, next up is Perennial Behemoth. Uh, it is five for a two seven artifact creature. That's a beast. You may play lands from your graveyard. Uh, it has unearth two greens. So you get the crucible effect here. That's pretty good. It's kind of cool. Crucible, right? crucible effect on a two seven. It's yeah. Hard to kill. That's pretty hard. Block some stuff. They do kill it. Could bring it back for two greens just to play some lands from your graveyard that turn. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool card. That's, that's I don't know nice how card. good it is, but it's a good, decent blocker. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, when you unearth it, you're swinging for two. But <laughs> yeah, which is whatever. That's not why you're unearthing this. Like thing. you're unearthing it to play like a wasteland from your graveyard or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, Crucible's great. So I'm sure. Isn't this basically the same cost? As Crucible Worlds, I think it's around five. It's between three and five, somewhere in there. Yeah, so that's pretty close. Yeah, if you play Crucible, so, yeah. you probably play this. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, we got Rootwire Amalgam. It's five for a 5-5 five, five Golem or one and a green for a 2-3. Uh, it has pay three green-green, sacrifice it, create an XX Colorless Golem artifact creature token where X is three times Rootwire Amalgam's power. It gains haste until end of turn. Activate as a sorcery. Dang. You pay five for a 5-5 five, five on the next turn. Pay five for a 15-15. 15, 15-15. 15. 15, 15. Or you could pay two for a 2-3 in the next turn. Pay five for a 6-6. Six, 6-6. Six. Six, six. It's not bad. Both are pretty... I mean, five for a 6-6 six, six is still fine. But five for a 15-15 is very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's quite good, I would say. Yeah, with haste for that turn. <laughs> yeah, with haste. Yes, of course. Kind of sucks you can only activate it as a sorcery. It'd be way better if you could play it as... In yeah. instant, because it's like, oh, you go to kill it. Okay, I get a bigger thing. <laughs> right. But yeah, that, that's a that's a cool uh, cool ability. Um. Yeah, f- and five for a five five, fine, easy, that's fine, yeah, just fine. That that's not hard to do. That's a good card. It's definitely a good card. Uh, next up, we got Simeon. Uh, I hate this word. Simeon Simulacrum. Uh, it is three for a 2 1 um, for an ape artifact creature. When Simeon enters the battlefield, put two plus one plus one counters on target creature you control, and then has unearthed two green green. That's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Because, like, in this case, you have nothing else. You're paying three for a 4 3. Yeah. You put it on itself. And then when you unearth it, you could put it on itself too, yeah. or something else. That's pretty. Or good. What I, I mean, when you unearth it, you probably want to put it on something else, and mm-hmm. it's not going to stay in play. But right, um, but if you need it, yeah. you get it for four. I mean, if you want four damage, sure. But it's pretty pretty good, pretty good crib. Uh, next up, we got Woodcaller Automaton. It's ten for an eight eight. Or four, two green green for a three three. Uh, when Woodcaller Automaton enters the battlefield, if you cast it, untap target land you control. It becomes a tree folk creature with haste and base power and toughness equal to Woodcaller Automaton's power and toughness. It's still a land. So you could pay 10 for an 8 8 and make one of your lands an 8 8, or four for a 3 3 and make one of your lands a 3 3. Both are pretty good. I feel, uh, like tens four, I feel like four for two three threes is better Much than better, paying yeah. ten mana for two eight eights. Yeah. So I paid ten mana for something I wanted to win me the game. I don't know if a t- two eight eights is going to win me the like game. Six, like sixteen isn't even like you know the full. Like sixteen isn't even twenty. You can't right. even one shot them. Right. <laughs> if I'm paying ten mana, I better be winning the game. Like, right. You know, I'd, I'd rather play omniscience. Right. Like, that. <laughs> like okay, uh, four for uh, the the three three power. That's fine, I guess. Yeah, two three threes is fine because your land would get haste, so it can swing right away. Yeah, so that's pretty good. All right, uh, next up we have the Might Stone and Weak Stone. Uh, it is five for uh, a legendary artifact. That's a power stone. When the Mindstone and Weakstone enters the battlefield, choose one. Draw two cards. 
or target creature gets minus five, minus five until end of turn. And then you can tap it to add two waste. This mana can't be spent to cast non-artifact spells. And then this is the other piece that's needed with Urza to turn him into the Planeswalker. Yep, so that's pretty good, though. Five for mm-hmm. draw two cards, and it's a mana rock test for two. Or minus five, minus five on something. Yep, definitely. It's pretty good. Nice I mean, uh, ETB. Yeah, you can only use the mana for non-artifacts, but or for for artifacts, but whatever. I mean, you're playing. You're most likely playing this in an artifact deck anyway, so right. That's fine. Seems good. <laughs> yeah, and you very need good. to get that old Uber Urza. So crazy. Please, if you want that, you play it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Frixian Dragon Engine. It's three for a 2-2 artifact creature, Frixian Dragon with double strike. When it en- enters the battlefield from your graveyard, you may discard your hand if you do draw three cards. And it has unearth for three red-red. So this is the card that pairs with the Mishra. Yep. So it's a cheap-costing card for a 2-2 double strike. And mm-hmm. if you unearth it, you get to draw a new hand. Yeah. So cool. if you're not happy with their hands, then uh, there you go. And it's nice because <laughs> if, if you play this early and they kill it later in the game and you need the meld, you can unearth just to swing and get yeah. that trigger to meld them. So, Yeah, that works really well for that. <clears throat> uh, next up, we have Clay Champion. Uh, it is X4 uh, for a 2-2 artifact construct creature. Clay Champion enters the battlefield with three plus one plus one counters on it for each green green spent to cast it. When Clay Champion enters the battlefield, choose up to two other target creatures you control. For each white white spent to cast Clay Champion, put a plus one plus one counter on each of them. So, so that's interesting. Yes, yeah, so you could pay. F- so if you paid four and it's all green, you get you. You get a so it turns into a four, three, four. an eight eight right? Oh, oh, sorry, three plus. Oh yeah, yeah. Eight, so eight, three. Jesus. So it's an eight eight. If you just pay four and it's all green <laughs> mana, damn, big boy. But you could pay more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can pay you whatever pay you want. Ass. If you paid all whites, it's a two two that puts two one one counters on two things. Or one moment counter on four things. And then you can overpay if you have multiples of the two colors. Yeah. That's why the X is there. Interesting. That's so interesting this can just concept. be freaking massive. Yeah. This right thing could be massive as hell. Just a bomb. Like, you know, I think this is like best in just a mono green deck because four yeah. for an 8 8 is huge. Four for an 8 8? Like, oh my God. With literally no downside. Right. Or if late, late, game, late game, I got eight <laughs> mana. Okay, I'm going to get three one ones for every two over that. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. That's that's insane. This is <laughs> yeah, very good in Selesnia or green. Even mono-white deck if you have, like, a bunch of stuff yeah. to put tokens on. You're not going to play this. Great card. In, it's basically unplayable in a deck outside of green and white, though, right? Because yeah. you're not paying four for a 2-2. No, that's... <laughs> So you oh, have to be playing green or white. It's like a no abilities, basically. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, next up we got the Blade Coil Serpent. It's X and 6 for a 5-4 artifact creature serpent. When it enters the battlefield for each blue-blue spent to cast it, draw a card. When it enters the battlefield for each black-black spent to cast it, each opponent discards a card. When it enters the battlefield for each red-red spent to cast it, it gets plus one plus O, gains trample and haste until end of turn. Hmm, okay. So if you paid six blue, you have a five-four, and you draw three cards. Yep, that's nice. Pay six black, you have a five-four, each opponent discards three cards. If you pay six red, you have a eight-four trample haste. Yeah. And then you can overpay if you want more. I think the blue is the best one. The blue is definitely the best. Two mana yeah. draw card. Um, the red, at least one time into it, could be sweet just to get the swing right away. Yeah. Other than and that, the black, I mean, unless you really need to make your opponents discard cards at that late of the game, you probably don't I, care. For playing a rack deck, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, at, at the point where you're casting from funding for six, you probably don't care how many cards your opponent has in hand unless they drew a no. shit ton. Like, they like just probably. drew a ton of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's best in the blue deck or a blue-red deck. I mean, in Grixis, yeah. you'd play it, too. Outside of those three colors, you're, it's not playable, right? Like, no, not at all. I six mean, because, like, even in Mono one Black, one. you would consider it, maybe. Like, six for a 5-4, like, each one discards three is not horrible. That's fine, yeah. Especially if you have something in play to make, like, you know, like, they take a damage when they discard or something. Definitely better in the blue and red deck, though. Yeah. Blue red's definitely the better deck. I mean, or if you pay two of each, you get all three abilities. So yeah, all three is fine too, for sure. Or you can overpay if you have a shit ton of mana for some reason. <laughs> That'd be a lot of mana though, because <laughs> <laughs> you're paying more than six. Yeah, you gotta six. pay groups of two of the same color. I don't think there's any reason to pay more than six for this card, honestly. Unless you really want to draw some cards or something, like then sure, I guess, but. Yeah, you could pay eight for a five four, draw four cards. Yeah. That that'd be about the only reason though, I think. Right. It's pretty good. So I like the yeah. flexibility of the effects. Yeah. Yeah, these two cards are pretty cool. I I like this. I never really I can't remember if you've really seen some of I've like never seen something like that yeah. before, no. It's kind of like choose choose the kicker you want. Yeah, basically. How you want to pay for it. Yeah, but if you pay two of one color into the cost, you're going to get a bonus effect. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, those are those are cool. I like that. Uh, next up, we got Cityscape Leveler. Uh, it is eight for an eight-eight Const, uh, construct artifact creature. It has trample. When you cast a spell, and whenever City uh, Leveler attacks, destroy up to one target non-land permanent. Its controller creates a tapped Power Stone token. It has Unearth 8. So 8 for an 8-8. Eight, eight, blow something up, they get a Power Stone. Attack with it. Yep. Blow something up, get a Power Stone. Mm-hmm. Unearth it. Blow something up, get a Power Stone when you attack. Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. You're removing their best thing. And you have an 8-8 eight, eight Trampler. I'd say that's pretty great. Yep. Big boy. It's like if you play Meteor Golem in your deck, that's seven for a 3-3 three, three blow something up. 
this is just better, right? For one more minute. Way better. <laughs> yeah. I like that card. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I think so too. It's like a giant construct thing just eating a town. Yeah. Freaking <laughs> massive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Liberator, Urza's Battle Thopter. It's three for a one two legendary artifact creature, Thopter, with flash and flying. You may cast colorless spells and artifact spells as though they had flash. Whenever you cast a spell, if the amount of mana spent to cast that spell is greater than Liberator Urza Battlethopter's power, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Nice. So flash flying, cast up your artifacts and colorless spells for flash. And if you play stuff that has mana more than one, than the power of this, it gets bigger. Yeah, which is always going to happen, basically. And then at first, so he's going to at least get a couple plus one plus one counters on it. Yeah. So, and the thing is, it's whenever you cast a spell. So, like, yeah, if you're playing this in a not artifact deck, you still have a one two flyer that gets with flash that, that gets, gets bigger. That gets bigger when you cast things. Yeah. If you Very play an good. artifact deck, it's even better. Yeah, then all your shit has flash. <laughs> right. Which is very good. This seems like a really sweet card. Yeah, that's sick. It's very good. Uh, next up, we got Portal to Phyrexia. It is nine for an artifact. When Portal to Phyrexia enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices three creatures. At the beginning of your upkeep, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It's a Phyrexian in addition to its other types. Yeah, better do a lot of stuff for nine mana. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing Commander and you play this, for nine mana, you get to kill nine creatures. That's good. That's pretty fine. Yeah. And if it survives to your upkeep, you get a creature card back. Still doesn't yeah. win you the game, though, for nine. Not really, no. If you have a way to cheat it into play, though, then it's really awesome. Yeah. Like if you have the it's like Cthulhu Ford Master or whatever, all the artifact shenanigans that let you cheat artifacts in. Yep. Then okay, sack three creatures. Blink this, sack three creatures. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where it's good. That that would be gross. Yeah. Is it my turn to read? Yeah, you're up. Okay, the next up, we got the Stasis Coffin. This card is interesting. Uh, three mana for a legendary artifact that has pay two, tap it, exile the Stasis Coffin. You gain protection from everything until your next turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you try to something that's going to kill me. Nope. I throw everything. You you become progenitus. You get protection <laughs> from all. <laughs> yeah. Kill me, I save myself for a turn. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> guess it's good if you're about to die. Yeah, unless they do like a global deal two to everything. Like that would yeah. Suck. Then you would still die, but. Then you die. Yeah. And you had two. But, <laughs> but yeah. That, something that's... swings on at you or something. But they know it's theirs, the issue. Like, it's out. That's true, They know yeah. it's coming. <laughs> They're going to force you to proc it. Like, yeah. 
and then they'll probably just kill you the next turn or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you got something to back it up. Uh, next up is the Stone Brain. It is two for a legendary artifact. Pay two, tap it, exile the Stone Brain. Choose a card name. Search target opponent's graveyard hand and library for up to four cards with that name and exile them. That player shuffles, then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand this way. Activate only as a sorcery. So this is literally surgical extraction and a freaking artifact that you can do. Or Oh, it's, it's exile, never mind. So it's surgical in an artifact, basically. Right? Yeah, basically, except for it costs four mana instead of zero mana. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. That was a... That was a surgical. You can pay two life. The yeah, I had the fire. And you exile it from the graveyard, but here you could hit their hand library graveyard deck, like everywhere basically. It's okay. I don't like that it's two and then two to use it. So it's basically four mana, and -hmm. you can only activate the ability as at sorcery speed, which sucks as well. Right. Yeah. It's it's a slow sideboard card. Yeah. Very slow. I mean, it's fine for standard, I'm sure. But it's going to be horrible in commander because, like, no, you're the one thing. Yeah. Commander is awful. This Unless is definitely playing, for like, like persistent petitioners or something. Deck right. Or <laughs> yeah, copies, right. This is definitely for like standard or something like that. I'd say. Yeah, standard sideboard. Yep. Uh, next up, we got Thran Spider. Uh, three mana for a 2-4 artifact spider with reach. When it enters the battlefield, you and target opponent create a tapped power stone token. Then it has pay seven. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. I mean, I think three for uh, a 2-4 is pretty good with reach. That's fine, yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to activate that seven ability in draft, yeah. maybe, but never outside of that. Just one artifact among them. Yeah. It's, you, you can do that with like so many other things for way less than seven. Yeah. You could pay like four mana and you probably get two cards. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's, so yeah, it's fine. That's whatever. Um, so that's all the artifacts. Um, that was a lot, which kind of There's was some cool artifacts, which you expect yeah, a lot of artifacts in good the Good stuff. So. Yeah. That battle thopter is really cool. I really like the, the clay champion is really cool. I like These, those artifacts that let you overpay and pay different colors of mana. That's yeah. Cool. These prototype ones are interesting. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on in the artifacts. Oh yeah, that surge engine was really cool too. The one that like levels up. Like, yeah. that's, that's sick. I don't know, it's a lot of cool stuff. Very you know, kind of different from like you know what we've seen before. So mm-hmm. which is good. Um, so now we got our lands. Um which uh this first one here is one of the meld lands that you need for um uh the Titania. Titania. Yeah, to uh, this is Argoth Sanctum of Nature. It is a just plain land. Argoth Sanctum of Nature enters uh, the battlefield tapped unless you control a legendary green creature. You can tap it to add one. 
or you can pay two green green and tap it to create a 2-2 green bear creature token, then mill three cards. Activate only as a sorcery. And then this melds with the Tanya voice of Gaia. Yeah, so you tap it for green. So you can replace this as a forest. I mean, it's nice that it's a land that you can make 2-2 bears with. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. And the milling is going to help you fill your graveyard with more lands for the titanium when you melt it. Yeah. Because you need that for the other part. Uh, the next land is Fortified Beachhead. Uh, it's a land. Uh, as Fortified Beachhead enters the battlefield, you may reveal a soldier card from your hand. It enters the battlefield tapped unless you reveal the soldier card this way, or you control a soldier. And it has tap at a blue or a white. And then it has pay five, tap it. Soldiers you control get puzzle plus one until end of turn. Okay, that's kind of cool. That's a pretty good land. It's a dual yeah. land that doesn't enter tapped if you're have sold if you playing in the soldier deck. Yeah, and then even the, the, the buff on the land is even nice. Like, yeah, it's five, but if you have no other way to do it. Yeah. If you have a big board, like, that can win the game. Uh, next up, we got Underground River, which is just a regular land. Uh, tap it to add a waste or tap it to add a blue or a black. Underground River deals one damage to you. Okay, so this is literally a pain rip. Pain, uh, pain yeah, land. this is a reprint of the... There's the four pain lands that yep. weren't printed in the last set are printed here. Uh, so it's, you know, uh, Underground River, Brushland, Land of Land Waste, and Battlefield Forge. Um, and then Blast Zone is being reprinted here. Uh, Blast Zone enters with a charge counter on it. Uh, tap at a waste, and it has XX. Tap put X charge counters on Blast Zone. Pay three, sacrifice Blast Zone, destroy each non-land permanent with mana value equal to the number of charge counters on it. So that's a, that's a needed reprint. I don't think that's been printed yep. in a while. I honestly don't remember that card. <laughs> it's been a oh, long time yeah. since I've seen it. It was printed in something, and then it was in like a commander set for artifacts. Right. Yeah. Uh, next up is Hall of Tag Togson Tagson. Uh, just a regular plain land. Uh, tap it to add a waste. Pay one and tap it. Add one mana of any color, or pay four and tap it. Create a tapped Power Stone token. Well, if you want a way to make Power Stone tokens, here you go. Yep. And the one and tap to add one man of any color is kind of nice too. Yeah, so you could filter anything. You could filter. Yeah. Um, and then next up, we got Mishra's Foundry. Uh, tap at a waste, and it has pay two. Mishra's Foundry becomes a 2 2 assembly worker. Artifact, creature until end of turn, still a land. And pay one, tap it. Target attacking assembly worker gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Awesome. That's, of course, very good. Yep. And that is it. That is the whole set. Yeah. Uh, set looks good. But yeah, this is... I was pretty excited about this one, just based on, like, you know, having Mishra and Urza stuff in it. And, yeah, it, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, A lot of sweet. really cool stuff. Uh, this one I'm pretty excited to see, to play with and whatnot, so... It's going to be fun, I think. Yeah, and uh, remember, guys, if you're going to order any of these cards, uh, don't forget to use our affiliate link to help support us. Uh, yep. It's on our website, mtgplace.net. 
Um, also, a uh, reminder that our uh, next episodes will be about the Transformers cards and the Commander cards, probably. Um, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for the support, guys. We'll see you later. Thank you.